Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another podcast of Econorotica. I'm your host, Tom Citrin, alias The Boss Patch. Um, Today's subject is going to be something I call the Great Testosterone Crisis and the Loss of Liberty. Now, you're probably wondering where uh, that's coming from. I mean, what does testosterone have to do with the loss of liberty? Well, let me take you back a bit. I was having coffee with an old friend of mine uh, who I hadn't spoke to in a while. He was a uh, semi-retired doctor. Now, he wasn't my doctor, and as a courtesy, I never really asked him about medical questions. Um, And he didn't ask me for investment advice, Um, you know, despite being in the investment business almost 40 years. Uh, We did enjoy talking about general economics, the state of the world. Um, And that was because human behavior and psychology fascinated us both. Him, I guess, you know, having so many patients and me uh, being involved in the markets and seeing sort of human behavior on a macro and a micro level. Um, He asked me how I was doing generally, and I told him I I was really beginning to feel my age um, after having felt vibrant all my life uh, until the last year or two. Um, You know, I was somebody who was doing, you know, Muay Thai well into my 50s, um, you know, even had a match in my mid-50s that I won. Um, So I felt really like a very young person. Uh, I explained I wasn't down in any way or depressed, but I had noticed that I seemed to have lost my ambition, my drive. I was frequently tired and I couldn't concentrate the way I used to. Um, There were times when I could read something that was quite difficult and academic in a crowded trading room room while people were screaming. Um, I could barely concentrate now, or at that point. Now, in some ways, I explained life was better than ever since I wasn't as aggressive as I had been. Uh, Road rage was a weakness I was guilty of, and that had long dissipated. Um, you know, I think part, you know, to be honest, I think part of that is I lived in LA for a year and I understood when I moved there that, um, if I, you know, if I, if I was too much into the road rage and shot my mouth off, somebody might pull a gun on me. Um, so what my friend asked me is he asked me if I had my testosterone level checked. Now I explained that I hadn't in years. Um, but about 15 years before, I had been diagnosed with low testosterone after complaining to my family doctor about losing my sex drive. Um, I was initially really upset about the diagnosis. Uh, you know, I felt less manly, which I think in retrospect was kind of immature and stupid. Um, my physician at the time prescribed testosterone gel, which I applied regularly to my shoulder muscles. Uh, the gel was ridiculously expensive. Um, I took it for a couple of years and never noticed any difference, or a few years. Um, after I split with my wife, I stopped using testosterone. I couldn't really justify the cost of something that did not seem to work, um, given my weakened financial state. And if any of you have uh, any of you males out there have been divorced in a place like Ontario or California, you know uh, <clears throat> what that means. Um, I had almost forgotten about, you know, the testosterone issue at all. My friend informed me that low testosterone had more serious health issues than low libido. I thought the only 
The only thing wrong was low libido, but apparently it was a lot worse than that. Um, I wasn't out aware of that, and what really shook me up was when he warned me that low testosterone could very well reduce my life expectancy. Um, I thanked him for his concern and changed the subject. It occurred uh, to me that if my um, T levels had been well below normal a decade ago, um, you know, God knows what they would be today. Um, so I was quite concerned about that. Um, I obsessively Googled low testosterone and went through every YouTube video on the subject. The videos ranged from lectures from top medical professionals, um, you know, top of their field on the topic, to millennial bodybuilders who were just ridiculously over-muscled. Um, I learned a lot of facts that surprised and, quite frankly, frightened me. Uh, what I learned about testosterone not only had implications for my physical health and well-being, but also evolved my worldview of really what's happening right now in our culture, and I'll get into that in a moment. Um, it's certainly not an explanation of all societal issues with respect to men, their relationship with women, and their changing role in society, but it seemed to answer certain questions I had and provided a missing variable. You know, it's kind of like when you're looking at a math problem for a long time, you can't solve it, and then all of a sudden you get that aha moment, and you go, oh, of course. Um, low testosterone results in various issues for men. They include low sex drive and erectile difficulties, uh, increased fatigue, loss of muscle mass, irritability, and depression. Um, other phenomenon that correlates with low T are less endurance and physical strength, impaired memory function, um, a lessening of focus, and a decrease in ambition. And, you know, getting back to the issue of depression, I mean, we all know that suicide is a real problem uh, for men. Uh, men are more likely to commit suicide than women by quite a bit, so it really is a serious issue. Interesting, most of these characteristics of low testosterone uh, make men less attractive to women. Not just a coincidence, in my opinion. Surprise, surprise, women are less attracted to uh, sullen misanthropes who are ambitious, impotent, and shaped like pears. Um, that's big news, isn't it? Uh, also, there seems to be growing evidence that low T correlates with lower life expectancy. Um, more far more research needs to be done on testosterone's effect on well-being and life expectancy, and I'm fairly hopeful this will um, soon occur. Um, can't happen soon enough. Also, the media might have to report this. The mainstream media has become, as I've said many times, a shell for cultural Marxism and feminism, and appears to um, reluctant to report any facts that would paint masculine men in a sympathetic way. After all, you know, men, especially white men, heterosexual white men, are vile pigs who rape and exploit women, persecute minorities, wear MAGA hats, um, and are obsessed with guns. Um, various studies have pointed out that men are three to five times more likely to commit suicide than women. Uh, this is fairly well documented and the suicide rate is increasing. Our media and our politicians don't care. Um, they don't seem to care and they don't. Why? 
Um, General Patton said that no one ever won a war by dying for his country. Uh, wars were won by killing your enemy. The war on men and masculinity is being won by cultural Marxists and their feminist uh, stormtroopers, and the suicides of men actually represent victories. Um, the decline of men with their de um, declining social status, decrease in relative income, and life expectancies are the spoil of this war. Uh, make no mistake about it, um, there are elements who really hate men, um, unless they're, you know, feminized men. Uh, the weapons of this war are gender diversity quotas, divorce rape, and ridicule in our pop culture, among other things. Men's testosterone levels uh, began to begin to decline naturally at the age of about 30. They decline between 1 and 2% a year. So a 30-year-old man can typically expect to have twice as much free T or testosterone as he will at 80. Um, that seems to be a normal part of aging, but doesn't mean it's desirable. Uh, men become depressed, more passive, less ambitious, unfocused. A man with those traits can be bullied more easily, is more likely to be what they call, I guess, a uh, male feminist, and is less likely to be confrontational um, against anything, including injustice. If you're an authoritarian tyrant, that's exactly the type of men you want. Uh, it's no coincidence that a 21-year-old man is more likely to get into a fist fight over some bottle whore uh, in a nightclub than an older man, if the older man even walks into any of those cesspools. Um, this is a good thing as bar fights are stupid, but an older man is less likely to be enraged um, by tyranny than a young man, even if uh, he is more able to identify it through the lens of experience. Um, and didn't attend school in a period where teachers' unions' job were, was to make men socially compliant to authority. Um, in my day, you were taught to, you know, you were taught reading, writing, arithmetic, but you were also taught to question everything and to think. Um, now it's just really about social compliance. Um, low T is easily remedied, by the way, by uh, testosterone replacement therapy. Um, personally, I wouldn't recommend the gel, but, you know, a shot every week could really do the trick. Um, hopefully more men will take advantage of this treatment. Uh, it's worked for a lot of men, and I wish it was more publicized. Um, it has worked for me, frankly. Uh, men have built the foundations of our Western civilization. In fact, men have built every situation, uh, civilization from Mesopotamia, ancient Egypt, to the Indus Valley and China, to our modern world. Uh, Socrates to Alexander the Great, Isaac Newton, John Locke, Albert Einstein, and countless others were all men. Um, sorry they weren't women, uh, nor they, were they any of the other genders that Mark Zuckerberg currently recognizes. They were men. Um, this isn't to say that women are not important. After all, most men aren't titans. Um, it's just the extraordinary of us. And we have great women from Madame Curie to Mar Margaret Thatcher. However, every one of us has benefited by male achievement. And it can't just be explained by um, sexism. If a woman developed calculus before Newton and Leibniz, 
I doubt if calculus would be ignored um, since it's so important to science and uh, our, our daily lives when we don't see it. Um, gender discrimination really only explains so much. Uh, thousands of years of history gives us irrefutable proof that men are more likely to produce innovation, great art, science, literature, and music. Um, yes, there are many high-achieving women, but reality doesn't bend to the neurosis of intersectional feminism. Um, clearly, testosterone alone doesn't explain the accomplishments of men alone. There are other factors like brain structure, um, IQ, and environmental f factors, culture, but testosterone matters. Men and women have similar IQs, but the standard deviation is greater for men. Uh, men are likely, more likely to be uh, both geniuses and, uh, you know, frankly, half-wits than women are. Uh, women tend to be closer to the mean of a hundred or whatever it is in that culture. Um, as men age, T levels and mental clarity decline. If you're lucky, these, these factors are replaced by wi um, wisdom, insight, and increased self-control. Men age, uh, but no matter, younger men step into the void left by the previous generation and we go forward. Or does it? Um, I've observed that young men seem to be far more androgynous than my generation was at that age. Um, and are these changes, if they exist, a result of increasingly androgynous culture or something environmental? Um, and what are the implications of that to our society in the future. Now, BuzzFeed is, uh, I'm sure you all know, is an internet media news outlet. Uh, it seems to cater to low information and miseducated millennials with poor attention spans and high gullibility. Um, it's it's kind of like comic books are to great literature. Uh, given that this generation is entering their peak earning uh, years, by that I mean the, the millennials, or seem to until the COVID depression, um, it's a solid business strategy on the surface to uh, to go after that market, that demographic. It also helps that due to poor parenting by the baby boomers and Generation Xers, we've dumbed down our offsprings. Uh, the articles in BuzzFeed tend to be short since focus is lacking among the young due to technological distractions and poor education. And written, you know, I'm saying this a bit facetiously at a third grade reading level, um, importantly, BuzzFeed is one of the most socialist media outlets of the major ones. Now, what happened was four staffers at BuzzFeed thought it might be fun and interesting to see who was the most attractive. Uh, they went, these are males. They went on dating sites and tried and measured the degree of interest women had in them which is probably flawed metho uh, methodology because strumpets on Tinder might not be representative of all women. Um, it, you know, at least I hope like hell they're not representative of all women because if they are, God help the human race. Uh, they measured their body mass um, index, their uh, bicep size and their testosterone levels. The results were quite eye-opening. The men were not judged particularly attractive by the, you know, the hoochie mamas on um, Tinder. Um, they were physically weaker than average and had higher percentages of body fat than young men should, even though they were thinner. 
Uh, they didn't look fat. They likely just had a lot less muscle um, than expected for their frames. Now, most fascinating of all, these men were dramatically had dramatically less testosterone than young men typically should have had. In fact, three of the four tested below below the normal range, which is quite wide. In other words, three of the four tested below what would be you know below to the level of what would be considered actually unhealthy. Um, yes, their testosterone levels were so low that they actually had a medical problem. Um, they might poo-poo it, but it, nevertheless it is. Uh, even the one who was in the normal range was far below average. Um, that's kind of where I was when I was tested. I was in the low range of average. Uh, but you know, that was at the age of like well into my 40s. So I was probably about 20 years older than these guys already. Um, all four tested below the average range of typical octogenarians. Um, aging is normal and men have been seeing a drop in testosterone as years go by uh, for millions of years as they age individuals. After all, silverback gorillas eventually give up their dominant positions to younger and more aggressive males. What is interesting in young men today, like our hipster friends at BuzzFeed, they on average had less testosterone than the men of their fathers and grandfathers generation at the same age by quite a, a bit. For example, a 60 year old man in 1987 had on average 17% uh, more testosterone than one in 2004. And since 2004, it's gotten even worse. Um, even adjusting for age, um, testosterone is declining by about 1% a year in the male population. Therefore, men on average probably have anywhere from two-thirds to four-fifths of the testosterone of their dads. Um, now, I've noticed how effeminate these men were well before I read anything about testosterone. Um, if you think t that tea doesn't affect appearance, go to a serious bodybuilding gym and then go to a co-ed yoga class and get back to me. Um, it, it is quite remarkable and I have noticed it over the years whereas you know when I was younger I wouldn't say I had the greatest gaydar in the world but I could kind of tell when some guys were gay and as I got older I noticed with younger men sort of the younger generation Xers or the you know Millennials that a lot of guys you know looked like they might be gay to me who were straight because they were just so effeminate in their mannerisms, which could be cultural, but they also didn't have the brow, they didn't have the the body mass, um, you know, of of guys that I had been used to. Now, the scientific community has not yet explained this phenomenon. Why? Uh, most of what I've read from the scientific community about this admits a high degree of uncertainty. Um, obesity is speculated, but there's li little evidence of that. It might be lifestyle. Uh, it might even have a behavioral um, uh, element. You know, maybe the more feminine a man asks, uh, you know, acts, maybe that somehow um, stifles his, um, his testosterone. Um, health food enthusiasts and new age hippies claim that plastic water bottles are to blame uh, muscle heads point to the increase in soy in our diets uh, hence the term soy boys to describe effeminate men who have left of center politics and no girlfriends 
Uh, vegans claim it's the stuff farmers put in the cattle, the pigs, and the, the chickens. Um, my view is I kind of make it a point not to guess when I have no evidence or valid information, especially with groups who have no expertise or have a vested interest in the outcome. Um, and also a lot of these groups always have been proven wrong. They engage in constant lying and deception. Um, besides, I think it's to some extent irrelevant the reasons why. Um, it just is. Um, the effects of men in our society are real. Um, you know, how this is happening, I think, is a scientific but and, and not a sociological question. Now, an individual male having low testosterone is a medical and psychological issue. An entire generation of men have dramatically lower aggregate T levels than their fathers and grandfathers, and that's a societal problem and a public health crisis. Um, it is lowering, and I reiterate this, it is lowering the life expectancy of men. Um, this plays into the hands of, of men-hating feminists. Uh, for decades, they've sought to make men weak in order, in their twisted worldview, to make women strong. Um, they partially succeeded. I mean, they've made men weak, but instead of making women strong, they have made women lonely and miserable. Um, I don't think women are any, I think women are significantly less happy than they were when I was um, a millennial's age. Yet despite all of this, all too many women have retained the propensity, even though that we, we live in a feminist society, um, to be crude, to be, you know, gold digging social climbers. Uh, when, you know, we've seen that in, uh, you know, people like, um, you know, Prince, whatever she's called now, Prince you know, Meghan Markle and, um, and uh, Kamala Harris, uh, you know, who've used, who've used their seductiveness to get ahead. Um, women still use men for free drinks and food, social status, trips, etc. Now, men still change the flat tires, do the heavy lifting, and are expected to contribute more financially to the relationship. Perhaps, worst of all, men are expected to be good listeners, while women just whine about trivial matters. Now, pro tip, this is a pro tip to the ladies, real men don't give a damn that your backstabbing girlfriend is talking bad about you. You know, tell her to screw off and move on. Uh, you know, be a woman, not a girl. Um, declining testosterone levels have been an absolute godsend for feminists. An effeminate man is easier to shame and bully. He loses his assertiveness and his spirit. It is also easier for authoritarians to control and manipulate these men. And always remember, the feminist movement is a satellite of cultural Marxism. It is an accepted fact that masculine men and married women in America tend to favor conservative parties, and it's true in other countries, I believe, while effeminate men and single women tend to favor the left. The left, unlike conservatives and moderates, understand demographic change. They favor massive immigration because they understand that legal and illegal immigrants from poor countries will favor leftist social programs. In fact, uh, when I was younger, there was a lot, when Trudeau Sr. was um, Prime Minister of Canada, there was a lot of talk that immigration officials in an effort to get uh, more, um, more uh, immigrants because Canada was so underpopulated 
would use as an incentive the fact that they had to only work a few, a certain amount of weeks at the time. I think it was 11 back then. And then they could collect um, uh, unemployment insurance for the rest of the year. Now, Muslim immigrants, to be fair, to, to Europe, did not come for freedom and entrepreneurial opportunity for the most part. They came for, frankly, social welfare Um, a paycheck, and I guess a little bit more sort of freedom to, you know, be themselves. Um, Now, the proof is that they tend to vote for leftists with authoritarian inclinations like the current mayor of London. Um, The left favors demasculization of men because it increases their voter base. That's why this health uh, crisis, in my opinion, has not been addressed by the mainstream media. They care little that the collective misery of men is increasing as their life expectancy falls for the first time since the late Middle Ages. And I can tell you, I'm pretty sure that guys like Chris Como at CNN are injecting themselves with testosterone, you know, or probably stronger stuff than that. Um, So, you know, what's good for him isn't good for the rest of the population. I love doing thought exercises to prove a point. Now, here's one. Suppose for some unknown reasons, a women's estrogen levels were plummeting, and that phenomenon resulted in lower life expectancy, poor quality of life, depression, and other negative health outcomes. Would we see that in the media? Would leftist politicians be giving hysterical speeches about how our society is killing women? You bet they would. However, men are expected to quietly die and be replaced by compliant and weak men. Enough is enough. Men, But men need to take responsibility for their own health and happiness. Have your T levels checked. And if you need to, start testosterone replacement therapy. Um, it may not stop our march towards uh, totalitarian cultural Marxism, but at least you'll feel better. Anyway, this is uh, Tom Citron, alias The Boss Patch. Again, you can uh, find me on Twitter under Boss Patch, uh, under Facebook under my real name, Tom Citron, C-Z-I-T-R-O-N. And uh, you can read me on Medium. Anyway, thanks a lot and see you next time.